0: The Roast A few years in the move, we settled inside a one-bedroom apartment. We had lived in this neighborhood before, but this time, it seemed sadder. No furniture, no car, just the two of us. It wasn't always this way. I had the privilege of being able to live anywhere in the city without fear of truancy. This was due to my special schooling. My siblings, on the other hand, had the liberty of living with my great-uncle, but I stayed with Mary. Mother Mary was just getting to know the severity of her condition. She couldn't walk without the trail of her metal tank behind her. Lesser pumps of oxygen than she had to use later in life, but still sick. Being sick and poor were not the best combinations. Especially when your doctor wants you to eat healthy. Nonetheless, Mary did the best for her children. As one of her children, I did the best I could to alleviate the harsh realities. Down the road lived the familiar face. She was the mom of my elementary school classmate, Edward. She had given us a spare television that I hauled in my small arms down the street. These few blocks got shorter with each trip because I had to take them many times after that. As I walked after each trip, I remember the times I spent before Mary fell ill. The barbecues and the community, everyone, family and friends alike, sharing laughs. Memories then seemed far away from my middle schooled, middle-aged mind. Getting established in the new neighborhood, Mother Mary told me the way to the bus stop to go to school. She said, you must walk until you hit the main road, turn left, walk straight past the middle school, past the auto shop and the shopping center to the elementary school by the highway. She knew she didn't have to repeat it after that because Mother Mary knew how mature and responsible I was. Back then, I'd always thought that going to these schools put a strain on her mind. But now, I knew it was better that way, as there wasn't any conflict of residency. One day, I came home to find Mother Mary lying on an inflatable mattress turns out that my siblings had brought it when they came over that day. I was so relieved that mother Mary didn't have to lay on the cold hard floor. At first she didn't want to lay on it because that would mean her child would be still without. I can see how her concerns was valid as it was the beginning of winter and the old hardwood floors were freezing. To ease her mind I took the milk crates the television was sitting on and put the bedroom door on top to sleep. We didn't use the bedroom anyway, only for storage. We both slept in the living room in reassurance of the other one's safety. No one knew exactly what we were saying, so the sudden knock on our door stopped the conditioned silence. But in relief, it was the neighbor that lived a few blocks down the street. She and her sons carried bags in an aluminum tin full of food. They sat it on our kitchen counter and talked to Mother for a bit, then left at the sign of the sun setting. When they had left, Mother Mary smiled and looked at me. She said, Look. God has blessed us with the full meal. I went to go make a plate for her. The aromatic smell from the pork roast and the tamales filled the tiny apartment. I couldn't stop myself as my stomach was touching my back. I started eating as much as I could as I made her plate of food. The juice of the roast warmed my belly. The food wasn't much of nutritious as the food locked in color. But we ate until our stomachs burst the first night. Our plates full of the delicious roast and tamales. The plates were so full that I had to put another paper plate underneath the first to keep it from collapsing. We ate in silence that night with only the sounds coming from the television we were watching the show the middle one of mother mary's favorite shows i didn't get why she liked it so much yet sitting here remembering mother mary the premise of that family oriented show puts a smile on my face We then stretched the pork roast over all the month of that December. Mother Mary only ate when I came home from school. We made sandwiches from the bread I bought with the money I made at that end of the year riding competition. And after all the meat was picked clean from the bone, I made a broth until our next big feeding time kept our mind at ease it was only until the provider came back in that spring that we got regular trips to the grocery store our plates filled with color and mother mary could visit her doctors in those days of scarcity i never felt closer to mother mary for she was the most selfless as I struggle to be today with all my adversity. I never ate another roast after that, nor have I had roasts before that. For something that is eaten in celebration, I sure didn't have much to celebrate in that winter. Like Mother Mary, I would wallow in what I didn't have, but stayed contempt. To not show the next person our longing. Now I long to see Mother Mary one last time. Hello, it is I, the creator of this podcast. My name is Rain, and this podcast is going to be a series called What It Means. Um, it's going to be a series of stories that I've written that I will tell to you, big or small, um, truth or, you know, little truth or big truth. But this story came with some big truth. Um, it's actually based off a true story. Um, when we moved back to Dallas, um, we did live in such conditions. But that's not really what I wanted to convey with this story. It was actually um, the admiration of my mother. You know, my mother, she had such patience for the world and others. She had such patience and such selflessness and such courteous and kindness towards other it was just that the world had different plans for her you know and with the and I quote my middle school middle-aged mind um comment is actually true you know people say that oh they're so mature for their age this this that and the third and I was I was just shedding light of how I felt like an old person dealing with all of this adversity, all of these obstacles at such a young age. Um, And that's what I wanted to um, show with this story. Now, my episodes is not going to be this steep. Some are going to be fun. Some are going to be, you know serious and it's just gonna be what these stories mean to me and how I write them and the people I meet you know even the stories they tell me it's it's going to be exactly that what they mean to me and I hope that you will follow along on this journey as you listen to future episodes of what it means Like I said, I would like you to bask in these stories and what they mean to you. And it's not necessarily can be, you know, one sided meaning because that's the beauty of humanity. It's just everybody think and feel different things and what these episodes mean to you. I would love to hear from you. And I would love to hear how these made you feel, how these stories made you feel, and even little comments. Um, so until next time, this has been your host, Rain. In what it means.